Psalm 20, for the chief musician, a psalm of David. May Yahweh answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God, the God of Jacob, set you up on high and send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. Remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. Selah. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your counsel. We will triumph in your salvation. In the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May Yahweh grant us all our requests. Now I know that Yahweh saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of Yahweh our God. They are bowed down and fallen, but we rise up and stand upright. Save Yahweh. Let the king answer us when we call. Some of the Psalms don't have a title to them. They just say a Psalm of David. Others have a title. They tell you a little bit about them. This one didn't have the title, but it is believed that this is a Psalm to be sung when you're going into battle. (laughs) Um, So... You know, commentators, they suggest that this was written when David was going into a battle and this was the, the prayer he, you know, he, he prayed or he taught the people to pray that when you go into battle, say, Lord, answer us in our day of trouble, which was verse one. So what is the day of battle for you? <laughs> I remember when I was um, new, a new-ish pastor and I'd only been a pastor for a few years. I had someone in the congregation in Mount Morgan, who was uh, causing me some trouble. <laughs> I had to go into battle. And that meant I had to phone them up and have a chat with them. And uh, I'm a pretty non-confrontational person, so I generally only have chats with people when it's essential. <laughs> so it was my day of battle. And, you know, what did I do? Got down on my knees and said, Lord, help me in my day of trouble. <laughs> Didn't use these exact words, but that's what you do. So your day of battle will be whatever problem you're facing and you know you're about to go into it. Maybe you've got to go and talk to your boss at work about something in the workplace that's not right. Or it could be some other thing, whatever. It's your day of battle. And so here's a psalm for when you're about to go into the day of battle. And it says, may God answer you in the day of trouble. Send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. That was verse 2. Zion? What's Zion? Well, if you go right back to the old, the, you know, the, the oldest reference to Zion, this is Mount Zion, you know, Mount Sinai. It's, um, you know, where the Ten Commandments got given. But as you go through the Bible, you learn that Zion is God's people. And we find in Hebrews, it says in Hebrews, is it 8, 8, 9, 10, somewhere there? It says, you, you have not come to a mountain that can be touched. You know, in the Old Testament, Zion was a physical mountain. He said, but you have come to Mount Zion. So he's saying, you know, there was an old Mount Zion which you could touch, a physical one. But he says, now you've come to Mount Zion, a mountain that can't be touched. And it says, goes on to describe it as the people of God, the holy assembly. So by the time we get to the New Testament, we realize that Zion was all along the people of God but there was Old Testament symbology used to kind of teach us about it. So it wouldn't make sense to say, may the Lord grant you support from a mountain. 
But may the Lord grant you support from Zion. Well, that's God's people. And what do God's people do? <laughs> All sorts of things. They pray for you. They care about you. Of course, they've got to know about your needs. That woman that I just mentioned, um, the lady that gave me trouble in Mount Morgan on my day of trouble, I had to phone her up. Um, one of the problems that happened with her was that she had some terrible medical needs, but no one went to visit her. And so she started grumbling and complaining about it. The problem was nobody knew about them. <laughs> so I was trying to, trying to explain to her that if you, if you have a heart attack, you call the ambulance. The ambulance doesn't turn up unless you call them. Someone's got to know about it to do something. And so her problem was she just expected that the pastor would somehow know when people were going through problems and would just turn up. I never turned up. Yeah, I visited her at times, but I never turned up when she was having that problem because I didn't know. And um, it's the same with Zion. It says here, the Lord will grant you support from Zion. Well, to get the help of God's people, you've got to be in the church and be a part of it. Your life has to be joined with them. They have to know you and you have to know them. If you're a random person out there in the community and you're not a part of a church, um, the church does help people in the community, but they usually have to learn of the problems. So sometimes you see, for example, there's a flood. We saw there was flooding last year in um, some parts of New South Wales, like Lismore and Casino. There were the ter these terrible floods. And, you know, people were out there. A good friend of mine who runs a web hosting company, he, his church, they were out there handing out food, <laughs> doing all sorts of stuff. Well, see, that's what Zion does. It says here, may the Lord grant you support from Zion. So when you're going into battle, in your day of battle, don't go in on your own. Say to a few of your Christian friends, I've got this difficult position. And that's why you should be in, in as well as attending, you know, a public celebration of God's goodness, like church on Sunday I'm talking about, the gathering of God's people. We encourage everyone to be in a small group of believers too, which could be a weekly prayer meeting, a Bible study, these types of things. And in those situations, you get to know people more deeply. And it's in a situation like that, you would say, I'm going into battle. <laughs> you know, I've got uh, some problems in my life. Would you help me? Would you pray with me? And God's people are so wonderful like that. Um, in verse five, it says, we will triumph in your salvation. In the name of God, we set up our banners. So it, the Lord, you know, he triumphed at the cross and we also triumph because of the cross. In verse seven, David wrote, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust in the name of our Lord. Chariots and horses were a big deal in armies. You know, this is a battle psalm, remember? These things were important. It'd be like a modern army. Um, you know, they have tanks, they have armored vehicles, and those things are important because bullets will bounce off. So you, you want to have those things. Well, in the ancient times, what they wanted was horses and chariots because they were fast. Chariots also, you know, were some level of protection against the arrows of the enemy, and they'd often have shields as well. But the thing with horses and chariots were they were quick. So you could surround the enemy, you could get away quick, you could get into action fast. And um, we, we've been through the Bible, you know, from the beginning, and we've had multiple Bible stories where there were horses and chariots involved. The Philistines loved their chariots. King Ahab had a chariot, and he died. 
and he died in the back of his chariot. So there are, there are a lot of people who had chariots, but David, when, he never had chariots and horses. And it's interesting, in, in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verse 4, we read a story, we've, we've been through this, where David fought the Arameans, King Hadadezer, and he defeated the, Harame, the Arameans, and after the battle, he hamstrung all the horses. And uh, <laughs> he just got rid of them. And so you see here, in, I think he might have saved 100, but the 100 weren't for battle, they were for other purposes. You know, horses are useful for other things too. So Psalm 20, we, we do not trust it, or some people trust in chariots and horses, but we will trust in the Lord. And you know, out there in the world, they trust in all sorts of things. They put their trust in things like solicitors to solve their legal problem. And I know a few good solicitors and I'm so grateful for them and they do help a lot. But we don't put our trust in them. So sometimes we use solicitors or we use the legal system or we use banks or we use business. We use things because of part of the life we're living in, but we don't put our trust in those things. We put our trust in the Lord. So Father, we thank you that we have a God who went to the Calvary and defeated our enemies once and for all. And Lord, we too have our days of battle. And I pray you'd hear our prayers and strengthen us as we trust in you in fighting the challenges that are before us. In Jesus' name, amen. 